0: It's the PHNX Cardinals podcast, Bo Brock. This, of course, that's not Johnny Venerable. This guy, he was just, I think, loitering around our building. And I just said, hey, you want to come in and talk about the most exciting news during the Arizona Cardinals season? The return of not just Kyler Murray, but also Buddha Baker, Alex Clancy, my former co-host from Lockdown Cardinals, still does a great job over there holding things down for the Lockdown Podcast Network. Alec, what's up, man? What's up, man? Long I mean, time coming. It has been a long time coming. Johnny wishes he could be here. He's going to be back, of course, on this great program tomorrow. He'll join us for an audio only. We'll get his thoughts. The JV, as far as what he thinks about Kyler Murray returning. Of course, we got on the ones and twos, our guy, Damon Dog. We're all Damon Dogs. Welcome to be, welcome, uh, new newly formed Damon Dog and, and Alex Clancy.
1: Yeah, I appreciate that. <laughs> you know, my, any nickname I can, you know, utilize at any point is very welcomed.
0: Everybody killing it in the chat already. Johnny Cash just yelling Clancy, exclamation points galore. Reunion, AZ, us, DD, yo, yo, what's up? We got the boys there, Ra, the messenger. How do I find audio only? Well, you can find it wherever you find podcasts. That's going to be live uh, as soon as the show ends. And, of course, we drop one on Friday morning when we're off on Thursday. Tyler, Buddha, and K1. Does not get better than this? You know, mm-hmm. Alex, I wanted to have you on because without Johnny, like I wanted somebody who's in this every day talking about this show to where this day, for me, it felt surreal that Kyler Murray was coming back. What were your thoughts when Jonathan Gannon got up on the podium, didn't waste any time, he said, hey, we did some shit. Uh, Kyler's coming back. Buddha's coming back. What are your thoughts?
1: A uh, couple. One, we can remove the word tanking from the dictionary of the Arizona <laughs> yes. Cardinals. They want to win. They want to see what this team's going to be like with their QB1 of the future. And the fact that he's coming back to practice, I felt a little bit like Christmas. Buddha Baker coming back, the yeah. leader of this team, by all accounts, over the last handful of years, uh, really been one of the the pure just metronomes of this team mm-hmm. in, in the defense This is a good day for Arizona Cardinals fans. This is a good day for the Arizona Cardinals organization. And hopefully in the next couple of weeks, we'll see them both on the field, you know, ripping it up like they have been.
0: Yeah, we'll get into timelines. I think two very different timelines between Buda Baker, who doesn't seem human, and then Kyler Murray, who'll make, you know, some crazy plays. But as far as his timeline, he's a franchise quarterback. Mm -hmm. a little bit more cautious, and and he's a guy that didn't have the benefit of training camp, didn't have preseason like Buda. Buddha even got a week under his belt. Well, look at me, you know, their potential ETAs. I think, you know, I'll just say right now, I think Buddha's probably back in the lineup come Sunday at Seattle, you know, going up to his old stomping grounds where his Huskies are playing at a high level. He wants to play in front of maybe some family and some friends, but we'll get more deeper into that conversation. But let's get into what Jonathan Gannon had. We kind of have a little Jonathan Gannon montage of uh, what went down when he got to the press room this morning and gave us the news about Kyler and Buddha coming back.
2: So uh, Kyler will be out there today. Buddha will be out there today. Excited to see those guys get out there and practice and uh, look forward to a good day prepping for Seattle. I know the work that he's put in. Um, you know, the people that have helped him get to this point, uh, you know, you can't praise enough the whole medical staff, all that, um, the performance staff, um, the doctors, all that stuff. But uh you know, he's he hasn't taken a snap in this offense either. So, um, you know, we got to see him do a lot of things, but I know he's excited to get out there and start playing some football. Well, he told me, he says, I'm practicing today. And I said, <laughs> great. See you out there.
0: Pretty subdued, JG. <laughs> I mean, it's like, great. We'll see you out there. Okay, cool. Good to see that you still work here. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I think that he's probably just – He's tempering everything inside because of what he pointed out, right? This is going to be the first time for a lot of things with Kyler Murray. One, getting into Drew Petzing's system, which, you know, I don't think it's overly complex. It was something I think Colt McCoy was picking up. Physically, he couldn't do it. Joshua Dobbs, obviously, was able to kind of like riding a bike, get right back into Mm -hmm. it for the most part. Uh, I think, you know, between the ears, Kyler Murray is going to be fine. But there's going to be some things that he's never done before, like being under center. That footwork coming out of the, you know, and not staying in the shotgun gun as consistently as he had since, you know, he started playing football just before high school. I mean, that's going to be a change of pace for Kyler Murray. Does he know how to say hike? <laughs> he <laughs> didn't have to clap. do it in college. Yeah. Instead of just He'd have to do it with, with Cliff.
1: Um, I feel like this is going to be one of the easier offenses. Kyler Murray is going to have to just, you know, envelop himself in because mm-hmm. there's a plan. What was Cliff's offense?
0: What the uh, air raid? Yeah, what? But what was it? Uh, where disaster? was the synchronicity? Yeah, <laughs> oh, okay. a disaster. Yeah, lot, lot it routes, was, it was lot a lot of go routes. It was a lot. It was a lot of go routes. It was like, okay, if you got one on one, it's you're gonna beat your guy. That's where we feel we have the edge here. Yeah. I, that's it's definitely not the same as, as what you know. Drew Petzing likes to set you up. He likes, uh, you know, obviously the conflict, of play action. Right. He likes the defense to maybe creep a little bit and then get separation, yeah. which is key. Which you didn't see a whole lot of separation with. With, uh, with Cliff Kingsbury's offense. And, and I think that's where there's going to be the biggest difference maker is Kyler Murray's accuracy that we haven't seen from Joshua Dobbs the last couple of weeks.
1: Yeah, and I think what's going to help him also is not having to get the ball off within 10 seconds of the play clock starting and knowing the play, being able to take mm-hmm. their time. The Cardinals had the ball for 13 minutes in the first half against, uh, or 15 minutes in the first half against uh against uh, whoever they played last week that's, that's blanking uh, me. It's still <laughs> the Los Angeles yeah, Rams football franchise. Um, you know, <laughs> This is an adult, big boy offense that's going to be balanced. They've got talent in the right spots. When James Conner comes back, it's going to be even better. And I think this is going to be an easy transition for Kyler Murray, especially with his IQ as a quarterback to begin with.
0: Yeah, I I, I completely agree. I don't, I don't think that there's going to be – I mean, what we're going to see, though, just the very little that he's played under center. I mean, that mm-hmm. that's just – and I talk, this was one of the first questions I kind of had for Petsing uh, when we got to meet up with him after he was hired by JG and they launched his staff, it was like, what, what is it going to, like, what do you expect to see? What are the challenges as far as playing a more under, primarily under center? He says, you're really just not going to know until you see it. It's, right. it's, it's something, it's like anything you start to pick up in life at first, it's going to be new to you and different to you and you can be a sick athlete, a guy who's been drafted in the top 10 in two professional sports leagues, including number one overall in the NFL, the hardest position to play in all sports, but it's still going to be a little against the grain when you start out of it. So we started to see a little bit of today uh, as far as Kyler Murray goes and in, in some of the, the differences as far as what you know Kyler looks like in a JG, Drew Petzing type practice versus what it looked like uh, Cliff Kingsbury. Uh, Let's hit this super chat right out of the gates. Alex, what kind of uh, drills did they have Kyler do? So, yeah, let's get into it. Uh, Producer Damon, if we could just kind of give some of the sights from Kyler Murray's first practice. He's uh, he's the man in all black here. He's got the uh, the tights on underneath his black shorts. He was primarily working out with Jeff Driscoll, who's the practice squad quarterback on the other side of the field. This is him, like, you'll have Joshua Dobbs and Clayton Toon who are going the other direction. They're going kind of on the north side of the field where Kyler's out here on the south side of the field, and he's working with practice squad receivers and tight ends. Um, And, you know, I I think for the most part, we just get to see him warm up. We're not going to get to see him do any real true, like, position drills, and then they'll break up in the team. And, you know, we'll, we'll hear from Joshua Dobbs, he breaks down. It was just nice to see him get out there and run. So he was out there kind of doing the same Kyler Murray that we're used to seeing uh, and sling it. And then, you you know, you got Hollywood Brown. He said, you know, he's, it was nice to, and refreshing to have him out there as well. So you're starting to see a whole lot of just what you used to see from Kyler Murray. Look at this thing. That's just a rope, dude. You can it's hang just, laundry on that last pass.
1: Yeah. I mean, seeing the difference, it's like watching the preseason where you have guys that are trying to make the squad and guys who are already NFL players, it just when you see it you're like, oh man, there is a large gap there. Kyle yeah. just comes out in his pajamas like, okay, I'm ready to play now after not playing for <laughs> almost a year. It's just the level, the floor is different. Yeah, and it's just, oh man, just inject it.
0: It, it. but that's what this is about, right? I mean when you when you talk about this team on a daily basis and you go and you go through this the kind of the sludge of a one in five start, especially the last two weeks offensively, this is the light at the end of the tunnel. This is what made this job appealing. Despite what all the idiots were saying, that Kyle, Kyler Murray was a deterrent for this organization, right. this is why Jonathan Gannon, and he sees this as, a, as an opportunity, right? He's like, oh, I mean, how often do these jobs open up? It's usually due to the fact that they don't have a franchise-caliber quarterback in-house. They have that. They believe that Kyler Murray is the guy that they signed to a big-money extension, $230.5 million, and you just had to kind of wait out. You had to play this waiting game, a very important one, coming off the most significant injury of his career.
1: Yeah, and one other thing like this, it can't really go understated. Jonathan Gannon's cool, calm. He's comfortable. Yeah. He's like, I belong. Like, he's. you see just it's the quiet confidence of him throughout training camp, throughout the offseason, throughout everything, ups and downs, whatever it may be, he's shown up every day, in control, answering questions. And he's like, yeah, they're going to practice today. Sorry, guys, I didn't tell you before because I didn't have to. <laughs> you know, it's like we're going to get our leaders back, and right. this is what it's going to be. And it's 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 a calming force, isn't yeah. it?
0: Well, it, it, that, that's also another wrinkle to this, right? The, the fact that Jonathan Gannon rolled up to the podium and no Schefter tweet, right. no Rappaport tweet. Uh, I think mm-hmm. you'd even point out, like, the Kyler tweet from himself mm-hmm. where he he went, J.J. Watt, he, like, source me. Yeah. Uh, I'm practicing today. Right. Um, you know, Jonathan Gannon, he announced it like there were no leaks and man, what a stark contrast that is to the previous regime. It was like, you couldn't, you couldn't take a leak in in the men's room without it it getting out (laughs) and and somebody telling the information like, Hey, Cliff Kingsbury, Kyler Murray, they went, they used the restroom and you know, Rappaport's like, this is what I'm hearing. And one, I guess
1: you now know where the leak came from, (laughs) you know, I mean, now, you know, like if there was ever putting in more salt in the wound, you were
0: just using, you were playing on words there. No, you made a poor
1: homonym kind of transition there. I kind of brought it back to earth talking about the real leak of information (laughs) and, and the misinformation that happens in this, you know, in this town, in this city. Yeah. And it seems like one of these things is not like the other, the GM that you know, was here when that was happening is no longer here. And seems we haven't heard from Monty Osford at all. He's like, okay, I put the people in place. Now go do your jobs.
0: Right. And, and I, I love how tight to the vest Monty plate, Yeah. Jonathan Gannon plate. Like, you know, th- those days are over. Like we're, you you would get away with a lot of things, right? Especially if if you're a media member, it's like, oh, they've got their blinker on. I know what direction this organization's <laughs> going, and now you don't. Like, I I know what direction they're going. Right. They're going in a, in a st- trending in the right direction for the first time in a long time. But now you don't know. Like, hey, we're gonna telegraph from it. We're gonna go after. You know, we're gonna we're gonna trade a first round pick for because we don't have any confidence in our ability to draft here, or we're going to just completely blow up the draft and, and try to go against the grain as far as how you should spend those premium picks. You should spend them on premium positions instead of not premium positions. And, and we've seen how far that set it back. And And that's why today's so exciting, right? Is because they're doing all, You used to, when we used to work together, you said to, like, you got to eat your vegetables, right? Mm-hmm. And this is, this is a heavy dose of ve- this, this off season. I mean, this is a cleanse, right? This is an absolute just cleanse throughout. Like, Monty Osfort doing all the the moves, the unpopular moves that you have to do. Don't sign those guys to big money extensions and Byron Murphy and Zach Allen. Don't go out there and try to fill holes through free agency because that can be sometimes fool's gold. Emphasize the draft. Take your assets and, and try to turn them into more assets. And he did that, and then we'll work with that. Whatever we have left over as far as the roster try to match what you know free agents are out there that are affordable with schemes with the new coaching staff and then we'll see what we have with Kyler Murray and Kyler Murray like at week seven coming back and returning to practice, it gives you more hope from what you've already seen from the front office and the coaching staff. Yeah
1: everything that everybody has said was going to happen has happened so far. And I am sober. Thank you, DK. <laughs>
0: um, I do appreciate Clancy that. He looks perennial. Yeah. Have you gotten in on our OGs? Did you find some OGs in the break room? I've not.
1: <laughs> I've not. I've not. I, I probably should have before joining this joining this with you, but nope. I'm stone sober, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. I mean, everything that's happened from Michael Bidwell down, taking away the report card and all of the you know allegations and everything about you know how he runs his organization. Everything has been box checked since removing Cliff Kingsbury and Steve Kime exactly how Monty Austin, Florida, Jonathan Gannon wanted to, and exactly to plan in a stable and mature and functional way. It's, I feel like, I feel like we're in a different, you know, atmosphere. Yeah. I mean, this is, this is really Arizona Cardinals in name only. Now, if it works, cool. We don't know if it's <laughs> going to work yet, but so far so good. They've checked every box that they've wanted to up until this point.
0: They have, they have. And I think they, they probably wanted to win a few more football games, but you know, those are sometimes just the product of a of a rebuild. And rebuilds—they're just—they're not for the faint of heart. Uh, they're they're not for people looking to get their hands dirty. And they they weren't for the previous regime. I right. mean, I think Kyle Odegaard has pointed out several times that, you know, Steve Kimes on record that every single season they're, they're never rebuilding. They're always trying to contend, and that's a very flawed team building philosophy. And it's trying trying to find true consistent success. That's not going to work.
1: Finding true consistency success is like the the great white buffalo of the NFL anyways. It's the white whale. It doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. You know, unless you're the Patriots or you're you're a couple different teams. Like, the 49ers were terrible three years ago. Yeah. You know, and now they've gained it. So, I think it was more <laughs> narcissism pro- and egomania. They are picking second when Kyler
0: Murray went number exactly. one overall. Right? right. I mean, it,
1: a lot of it had to do with Steve Kahn never thinking he was wrong, egomania, narcissism, whatever you want to say. And this is just, let's hit rock bottom. And let's rebuild. Right. And that's it. And there's nothing wrong with that, especially with a hard reset like this.
0: Yeah. Kyler Murray, you know, what he brings to an offense. And I I think you kind of saw it on display. Like there's a difference. Like you go to to a ballpark and you hear a special hitter and there's a different sound off the bat. And, And everything I've seen from the quarterback position dating back to OTAs or even dating back to the day after December twelfth, I think it was the Monday Night Football game mm-hmm. that, that Kyler Murray went down against the New England Patriots. Right. There, there wasn't anybody that was came close to the arm talent that Kyler Murray has, mm-hmm. and it's 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 what it's going it, to do. We will take this offense to a different dimension, uh, and we saw it on full display. I was talking to Brian Baldinger, who joins us every Tuesday, Alex on PHNX Cardinals, mm-hmm. and you know he was trying to diagnose and figure out what the issues were with Joshua Dobbs, but what he started. Off with which we pointed out, or the two missed throws to Hollywood Brown, yep. and, and how it could have just swayed the complexion of that football game. And Joshua Dobbs talked about it today as well. He's, he's well aware of it. But I think Kyler Murray. I think it's fair to say that he hits on at least one of those those balls. Like he, we've seen that he that throws in his bag. Just let him throw off his back foot and be happy with it,
1: because yep. when he's doing that, I mean, there were the ones that come to mind all seem to be Christian Kirk for me. From a couple years ago you know whether it be going tiptoe on the (laughs) sideline or the one against the the uh the cowboys whatever it may be yeah Yeah. i mean and he extends plays he's a better joshua dobbs has played out of his mind he's done a very good job at showing the proof of concept for this Mm -hmm. offense for when kyler murray returns and when kyler murray returns could take a week whatever it is he'll be ready to rock like i don't i don't see a downside to anything that's happened so far this year It's working exactly how it's supposed to. Kyler Murray's ready to play. He's ready to quiet the naysayers, and
0: so is the rest of the Cardinals. I love it. Uh, Taking a look at the chat, you guys. (laughs) Uh, We'll we'll go with Topic64. Very loyal listener and viewer of the program. Love (laughs) Topic64. Sir Alex, my man, Uh, I like this. Uh, Is it T-Dactyl? It was (laughs) insane. Everyone, ship in a super chat. Let's get Clancy a new webcam. For reals, though. (laughs) LOL, that's a great point. I I was glad that we – I had to – does everybody think I had to go bust Alex out, out of out of his, <laughs> his jail cell that everybody thinks he is on every single Locked On podcast? I live very comfortably, you, though. I live you? very comfortably. It looks like the most uncomfortable thing I've I, ever. I, use, he, I use my... He's a minimalist, my, everybody. I
1: use my natural lack of skin pigment <laughs> right. to light up the camera, and I don't want to overdo it, okay? I don't want to reflect while I'm doing a podcast and... And speaking truths about the Arizona right. Cardinals, ball,
0: I I, this can, I think it, it's nice to know that not only are we, it's refreshing to see Kyler Murray back out there on the practice field and Buda Banker, but right. now that Alex Glansley has officially learned that you don't have to shelter in place any longer. You Three not, years later, you're
1: not. It's great. I didn't know that you couldn't just, you know, just order food to go. There's a grocery store around right from where I live. It's lovely.
0: <laughs> Is it? You're the worst. Oh, man. No, you're the best for joining us. Everybody's crushing <laughs> in the chat today. Uh, Buddha Baker was also out, out there, Jakai 1080p. It's more like he's about 480 right now. We're it's, it's baby steps, we'll get there. He'll be at uh, was it 720 next and, and work his way up. Yep, Dylan Richards, Johnny's chopping chopping down trees, drinking sp- pumpkin spice. Uh, Bronnie Venerable that was his nickname yesterday <laughs> after he debuted the uh, the, the flannel on Sunday. So we're all having a great time, and, and, and you know, for a one in five team this is the kind of boost that you need now. When's it mean that Kyler Murray's coming back? That that's, that's a different story, but this is kind of the the shot in the arm that I think this, this organization needed to just kind of continue the goodwill that it's, that it's created over the last, you know, eight months. Yeah. And I mean, where are you at? Where
1: are you at with this, him coming back and this having a direct correlative to the draft choice next year? Like, is it like a, I mean, I mean, I'm in the camp where it's like, just go play football and win. And then Mm -hmm. whatever happens happens. Like, yeah, are you in the back of your head like, oh, this draft pick's not going to be great. If he plays another, <laughs> say he plays week nine right? and he plays the remaining whatever, six games or seven games right. and they win three or four of them.
0: Well, producer Jamie, let's take a look at their schedule real quick. We'll bring this back up when we really want to kind of identify where he's going to. Give gonna, me a second. I'll pull You'll okay, bring that up and because we'll, I think there is a money spot yeah. where if you, you are at full strength, especially offensively with Kyler Murray. Uh, that there are some very winnable games. Uh, you know, they, they're... The I think guys, there's like a four-week span, right? Right. Uh, I think like Atlanta, um, Houston. Houston, and then... I, mean, I think the Rams and then Pittsburgh. Yeah. I think that's a the four-game like, stretch. The Rams, I know when you look at the final score, it's 26-9. But when you talk about weight classes, I think the Arizona Cardinals are not like far below the Rams weight class. Like, they're surprising people. But with Kyler Murray, I think that you've got... a a very good chance of, of especially at home winning that football game. Like, I mean, you got to do a lot of things. I've obviously defensively Buda Baker helps that, but I think that that becomes, and I think it was a winnable game this past weekend, but things festered in as they do with kind of an undermanned roster. Yeah. I mean, when you're devoid of talent like that on defense, you have Cooper cup and Matthew Stafford on the other side. It was only
1: a couple drives that game that really shattered everything. Yeah. First half Cardinals turn the ball over or turn the Rams over. They only get three on the, on the punt recovery. And then, you know they, Cooper Cup just did what he did in the second half. But I mean, I agree with you with that.
0: Yeah, crush that like button. But your question though, I don't think I ever answered it about the draft. It's like where do you stand? And you guys can answer it in, in in the chat as well. I mean, I think that as far as the especially the Cardinals' own pick, which right now stands to be the most valuable, because right. of what Houston's doing, they've got the second easiest schedule remaining in the NFL. CJ Stroud is 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 bucking all the Ohio State slander about quarterbacks, right? That right. have struggled at the NFL level. He looks like he's different several ways. Might probably the best quarterback in this class, right? Yeah, to come sure. out, um, and they're going to win some football games. And that Texans pick that we thought was a premium pick, probably top five, top ten, is now borderline top fifty. You're lucky if it's fifteen or in in the top twenty. Um, so when you look at the Cardinals top pick and how Kyler Murray can change, you know, how that's going to go, I, I, I have so much confidence in Monty Osford, Dave Sears, the assistant general manager, the scouting department that they're putting in place. And then even on the coaching staff, Jonathan Gannon with a scouting background, like they proved that sure they, they were armed with some pretty decent picks, but they proved like, I think. Garrett Williams is going to show you that he can play. Michael Wilson has already shown you can play mm-hmm. key Clark down, you know, in the sixth round has shown that, you know, outside of his struggles the last couple of weeks, he's a guy that can play. So they're going to be able to scout and find talent, even if this pick slides. And in like, it's, it's nice to daydream about Marvin Harrison, Jr. Wearing a Cardinals uniform or a Joe alt or, you know, the, the kid from Penn state, like, but I, th- I guarantee you, Manny Osford is going to be able to, if if they identify Kyler Murray as the franchise quarterback, that makes things so much easier than you just build around him with all this draft capital. How many
1: franchise quarterbacks are there in the NFL right now? Like true bona fide franchise quarterbacks. Like
0: 10? I mean, in the NFC? I well, mean, Just it's, in general, yeah, like yeah, I mean, 10, 12 in, in the NFL? Yeah.
1: Where there's not a true question on when this contract is out, yeah. this is our guy for another one. I mean, I think Kyler Murray would be on the side of the franchise quarterback opposed to the other side. And isn't it funny? Like, first of all, having a QB one is way more important than a high draft pick. So mm-hmm. if this works and Kyler Murray is the quarterback one, you'd rather give, have that than have a high draft pick. But isn't it crazy that the Cleveland pick could be worse than the Houston pick know, man. For th- and 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 maybe maybe the powers that be in Houston saw that with D'Amico and with CJ yeah. Stroud. They're like, you know what? well, looks like we're doing them a favor by giving them the pick they think is going to be higher, but in essence, it's going to be the one they got from the Deshaun Watson
0: trade. I mean, very rarely do you see, really across pro sports, where both teams are like, oh, we got the better end of this, right? And I think Houston, by being able to trade back up, get third, and and get Will Anderson, who's been a monster as a Mm -hmm. rookie, and and obviously they love what they've seen from C.J. Stroud. Uh, You know, what what Nick Casario and, and... D'Amico Ryans are doing there in Houston. It's ahead of schedule. I think it's a lot better than anybody anticipated and, and good on them on that. Uh Sean Marks. Love Sean Marks, uh, loyal listener, yep. viewer of the show. He's great on Twitter. What cool to see the old crew together? I think I saw locked on reunion. Yeah, we used to chop it up. How many years do we do the show for? I use I blacked it. I blacked Four? it out because I yeah, was... my IQ
1: has risen significantly <laughs> since I haven't had to talk to you every day. Um 17, 18, 19, 20. Oh, man. Yeah. we No, we oh, started, you started, you started in 18. I did 17 by myself. Talk about just an absolute <laughs> just horrid
0: year to talk Cardinals. Bo football.
1: and my <laughs> first game together was week one, Washington professional football team yeah. at State Farm Stadium. Alex Smith, Chris Thompson ran rough shot all over. Adrian Peterson ran rough shot all over the Arizona Cardinals. And we look at each other in press box like, this is going to be a long year.
0: Sam Bradford is that quarterback Sam for Bradford. the Arizona Cardinals. Yep. And they had a, a, a Not great draft pick that uh, didn't see the field that day. Yep. And uh, good old Josh Rosen. Uh, We'll take a look at Damon Holster, the schedule. We'll take a look at that uh, in just a minute. But we want to talk about uh, our friends over at game time as we start to try to figure out when Kyler Murray could make his home debut. Could it be as soon as a week from Sunday against the Baltimore Ravens, Lamar Jackson, Kyler Murray? Well, don't miss on that. But if you want to kind of drag your feet and just kind of see if Kyler Murray is going to actually be in the lineup, will he be activated by then? Game time, it benefits procrastinators like myself, like Alex, like Damon Dog, to where you can wait and see and you can save some money. Game time, love it. Uh, I I know my wife took my son to his first football game week two against the Giants. Wasn't the result everybody wanted, but we did not break the bank getting into the game. We also got the uh, parking passes as well. I think I paid like two bucks for the parking pass, which is unreal. Game time's got you set up tickets to the event. Parking. Uh, you're looking for Diamondbacks tickets. You can. I saw. You know, Philly Twitter. Right. They're now pretty cheap. Was saying that you can get a good deal on Diamondbacks tickets. Why not get them on game time? Use promo code PHNX on that, and you could be going to the game for free. Not bad because yeah, when you do use that promo code PHNX, 20 bucks off your first uh, your first purchase there with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, use the code PHNX for 20 bucks off your first purchase, as Damon said. Terms apply. Again, create that account, redeem the code PHNX for 20 bucks off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed also let's talk about BetMGM. we're going to be watching the seattle game from the BetMGM mgm sportsbook out there on the great lawn in glendale right there at state farm stadium we uh you're going to be able to place bets at the kiosk or you could just download the app right now you enter that code phnx and you're going to get locked in to make some great wagers for yourself sign up use that code phnx place Your first BetMGM Sportsbook wager through the BetMGM Sportsbook mobile application for at least 10 bucks, and you'll receive $200 instantly in additional winnings, regardless of your wager's outcome. Check out, you know, of course, the show notes for full details, but now you got to listen to our guy, Shane Diefenbach, talk about it in the disclaimer. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Nevada, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877 8 hope or text hope y 467 369 York. Call 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts. 21 plus to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP, Arizona. 1-800-BETS-OFF, Iowa. one 800 for confidential help, Michigan. one 800 Puerto Rico, in partnership with Kansas Crossing, Casino, and Hotel. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., New York, or Ontario. There's our guy, Donnie. He's right on it. saying, Bo, you're absolutely right. Bought my tickets to the Falcon game. 65 bucks. Should have used game time and gotten that better deal. Um, there you go. I mean, we, we <laughs> learned. Donnie, I see you. I see you in my mentions on Twitter. Great follow there. What's up in the chat? Welcome, Johnny Cash. Clancy, Locked On Cardinals host. Good to see you, lad. Good to see you, Johnny. Uh, Fishbowl Flash. Any K1 bets yet? Have we checked on the, the BetMGM Sport? It's a little early. But I I wouldn't doubt that there's some tasty little uh, K-1, maybe season numbers that you can tap into. Always some good stuff. <laughs> Just for giggles. Bo's old nemesis. Clancy, old nemesis. Continues to you be. You call me old? <laughs> On a daily basis. Let's get <laughs> in to, uh, let's take a look at the schedule. Because we were talking about uh, one little stretch where we think that Kyler Murray and this Arizona Cardinals team uh, could potentially get hot. I'm looking at, November 12th, 19th, and then 26th, the the end of November is, and even at the beginning of December here, going into their bye week with a struggling Pittsburgh Steelers offense. Like uh, these are flawed football teams all the way through. That if you get really good quarterback play, and and we'll see, you know, how Kyler Murray, you know, knocks the rust off. But I think that that's a stretch to where we talk about draft pick, Mm -hmm. that's where you can do some, you know, I'll say negative damage to Mm -hmm. it, but positive overall for the Cardinals organization, Jonathan Gannon and crew. Yeah. I mean, just look at the defenses they have to play for the rest
1: of the year. It's just wild. Like you'd rather have it this way than powerhouse offenses because the defense is well behind the curve yeah. as compared to the offense. But yeah, I mean, Atlanta with Desmond Ritter, I mean, CJ Stroud, that's just going to be fun. It just the NFL schedule is sometimes just so serendipitous where it's like you play these teams and it's like, Oh, there's so many storylines going mm-hmm. into that. And the CJ Stroud, obviously the one there. And as, yeah as you mentioned, there are some very winnable games and then you're going to be fighting, you know, the, the devil and the angel on both your shoulders, like win, lose, (laughs) win, lose, even though, you know, you want Kyler Murray to perform. So he's ready to roll for next year.
0: Yeah. I mean, I I think they're definitely going to be coming out on, on the winning side, a lot more than anybody envisioned for this team going into this season. You know, this four and a half still sweat probably, but you know, it's going to be a lot more entertaining along the way. Uh, Arizona Animal said that's four winnable games during that stretch. Now let's, let's kind of try to identify where we think Kyler Murray could come back because, and, and we'll get into more of the, the Buddha Baker impact later because yeah, not only did Kyler Murray come back, but the heart and soul of this, this right. Cardinals organization, Buddha Baker returned. But uh, cause I think Buddha is going to be out there this week. Kyler Murray, Jonathan Gannon already said, you know, when he was asked about Joshua Dobbs, basically, and I'm paraphrasing basically consummate professional, you know, he's going to be ready to go. And Gannon said, I know he's going to play well against Seattle on Sunday. Already locked him in at QB one. So you can take out any kind of questions for Kyler's not going to play. He's right. not going to be active come Sunday. This is Joshua Dobbs. He's got the keys to this offense, right? Uh, so you can, you can X out Seattle. So week seven's not happening. Best case scenario it, it's Baltimore at home week eight. I still think like just the way that the NFL sets up their schedule, Alex, it's like he's going to, Kyler's going to practice today, tomorrow and Friday. And then they'll have like a glorified walkthrough on, on Saturday, mm-hmm. maybe a mock game. And I don't know if he's going to participate in, in that. Cause that's going to probably be reserved for people who are going to have a role on Sunday. And then you've got three days next week. So that's a total of six practices. That seems like it's, that, that I know that's dream world scenario. That just seems kind of too far fetched.
1: This is a quintessential moment for where's the damn rush. Sure. This is a situation where they have an ecosystem in place to where they don't need to do anything. They're going to let the time go by when he's ready to play. He'll play this activation just means that they have 21 days, mm-hmm. you know, like, and I think that there's no rush to get him back, which is kind of a, backwards way of saying if they lose a couple games it's fine just continue to have jonathan gannon get this team ready for success every you know every sunday which they have every game they've been in contention pretty much every game except for probably san francisco where they were just severely outmatched i mean they were in that
0: game i think three
1: minutes left in the third quarter and that
0: that is the talent disparity there like i think you give a little golf clap for that right there's
1: no rush and you mentioned about joshua dobbs he's had this team at the lead at halftime or close to it pretty much every week. Yeah. You know, he's played out of his, he's played into a backup role for the rest of his career. You, or you starting, think, right? spotty starting. I mean, I mean th- he's shown it
0: those from, from week two against the giants of course, week three against the Dallas Cowboys. Yep. And then his admirable performance against the San Francisco 49ers, which is an elite defense, you know, you would think it, but then you see these last two weeks it's, he has to get this offense back on yeah. track in some capacity this yep. week. And it's not a, t- it's not an easy task. Like what Seattle did to Daniel Jones. Like, I don't know if he ever recovers from that, right? That he's going to, he's going to wake up sw- just sweating in his bed, thinking about the time he was sacked 11 times or 10 of 11 times on, on a primetime game. But you know, I, I think that the, he's, he's got an opportunity to where he's, he's going to have to find the end zone in order to continue the trend that he, he had the previous couple weeks
1: yeah I mean not obviously not having James Conner is a huge like he was the metronome he was the yeah he was the go-to guy on offense Joshua Dobbs missed a couple bad throws last week but you got to keep in mind well and this is kind of how I look into this as the Cardinals start losing games but you start to see the offense continuing to have sustained drives the offense not having 37 second three and outs yeah. like we saw multiple times even when they were 11 and six even two years ago. You mm-hmm. know, there was, it was just that thing. You constantly had, you have to be able to put your defense in a position to succeed. And the best defense for the Cardinals, especially now is keeping the offense on the field. Yeah. So yeah, Joshua, but he, I mean, he's done great and you just got to figure out if he can score more touchdowns instead of kicking field goals. If he can find open receivers, getting Rondo more involved. I mean, obviously these are the same things every week. But I don't think there's a rush for Kyler Murray to bring him back.
0: Right. No, and, and that that becomes a bit of a luxury. And, and Joshua Dobbs created that one that I think people didn't necessarily exist it, especially when they sent a fifth round pick to Cleveland for Dobbs, who'd fall fallen out of favor with the Browns in, in place of DTR. It's funny how that turned out. They, they're probably they would love to have a guy like Joshua Dobbs back. Let's take out a look at the chat uh, as people try to kind of figure out. When the best time can, to do it is, when he can you go back it. to
1: the just for giggles comment real quick for JG and company? Sure, because this is interesting. The not their guy mm-hmm. conversation. It's a fascinating conversation. Usually, it's for average players. It's for you can take it or leave it. Mm-hmm. If Kyler, Mer- if any player becomes a star or is a star, it will turn into the new regime's guy. Yeah. I mean, is that safe to say, like, it'll force the hand? I mean, it, it's it's kind of a 50-50, and if he doesn't play well, then you can let him go in certain situations. Kyler Murray's shown enough to be anybody's guy, mm-hmm. right? And we'll see how he plays this year, but I mean, I just don't see a world where they where they move on from him.
0: Right. No, it, it's like, I guess the – like, I think when things get a little tough is when you have a top pick, right, and a, what's deemed a generational-type prospect, right, mm-hmm. and and you have to have – the tough decision is like, what's the difference between, you know, Kyler Murray and say the top quarterback in the draft and what makes sense business wise, million dollars versus, you know, punting a season on cap space, eating some dead money, and then getting a, the benefit of a rookie scale quarterback contract. That's the only thing, right? But I think we're kind of like we're falling out of that conversation, right? Like the, the teams that, are ahead of them right now in the draft are quarterback hungry, absolutely quarterback hungry. And yeah, Kyler Murray, given unique circumstances, absolutely will be those guys. And he, he and Jonathan Gannon, from what we've heard, huge bromance going on right now. I mean, when he wasn't practicing, he was out there on the practice field, uh, chopping it up with Jonathan Gannon. They're competitors, just like each other. They're very like-minded in that. And Kyler Murray appreciates being coached hard by JG.
1: Yeah, and they're both a little bit misunderstood, which yeah.
0: I, I think you can bond yes. over also. You sure. know?
1: Ask Mike McDaniel if he cares what people think about him when he's at <laughs> top of the AFC. He's one of the weirder dudes in the NFL ever. Like there was a there was a uh a I don't know if it was a meme I saw it somewhere where somebody said that he runs the Dolphins team, like his dad's out of town and he's taking over for the weekend. <laughs> he's just carefree. He's having fun. Jonathan Gaiden's a weirdo. Who cares? That's a good thing. Right. He shows personality and Kyler Murray, you know, in a different way. But yeah, I mean, and with Joshua Dobbs, you know, in the chat, no, he's not a top tier guy. He's not a pro bowler, but he's played competent football mm-hmm. where we had no idea what he was going to be. We had no idea. Mm-hmm. We Except for a couple weird mad Libby games in Tennessee last year that came out of <laughs> nowhere. We have no idea what he was going to be. And he's played competent football more than he hasn't, even though it's been winning in the last couple of weeks, second half.
0: Explain the man. So just name a quarterback, name a team, Joshua Dobbs, Tennessee Titans. It's like a grab bag. It's like, how is Joshua Dobbs ever?
1: That's going to be a great trivia question 20 years from now. The immaculate grid game. That's going to be, that's going to be a cheat code. Tennessee Titans, Arizona Cardinals, Josh Dobbs, 1%.
0: Yeah, Jose Kyler ain't going nowhere. Uh, just for Google's asking, is the bromance for real or is it just politics? I I honestly think it's genuine. I, I don't think that it's uh you know obviously things can change and there's an ugly side of this thing as far as is, is the business side and Monty Osport is is the one pulling the strings and making decisions roster wise, but he's going to take heavily into account you know the relationship between Jonathan Gannon and Kyler Murray and is he like. Jonathan Gannon, I think, will always maintain, like, he, he's he been a big fan of what Kyler Murray's done mm-hmm. and how he's attacked his, his rehab and how he's been a team player throughout that, how he's been in the film room, how he's been in the meeting room, how he's been in the locker room with this team while he's been away from it. Uh, but, you know, he understands that y- you can look at old tape, you can look at all the things I just mentioned, but... It comes down to how he looks on grass too. Like how he mm-hmm. looks in Drew Petzing's system, how he how he looks as far as when this when he takes the field with this team. So that remains a variable in all of this. But uh, you know, so far, so good as far as that relationship. I mean, it goes. seems
1: like it's a quarterback friendly system, too, right? I mean, you've yeah. got your tight end outlets, you're gonna run the ball a lot, you're gonna run play action. As you mentioned, under center is not I mean, it's foreign to him, but so is winning in the NFL. Yeah. So when it comes to this, this could be something that could be exactly what he needs to elevate himself to that next level. I mean, if they don't. So say this season goes awry and Kyler plays fine, but it's that 50 50 don't really know if And you and I talked about this out there. Like if they move off from him, do you see that as a as something where you can't trust Jonathan Gannon. And I know this is all projection. Sure. Like this is all just. This is a hypothetical. Yeah, these are sure. the conversations that will be had more and more as we get closer to the end of the season. If he plays average mm-hmm. and they move on from him, does that kind of shatter the trust that Jonathan Gannon's built so far as is with his team? Like,
0: do you think that they were full of it? Yeah. Sense, right. I mean, in, I th- the, so far they haven't given you any reason nope, to, haven't. to doubt that like everything that Monty Austin Ford has said from his opening press conference, to Jonathan Gannon's opening press conference, all the way to here through training camp, you know, through the ups and downs of this, this, this young 2023 season, I feel like they haven't, they haven't just bald faced lied to us where the previous regime, you can't say that. Right. I mean, there were several times like, you make any changes to your coaching staff nope we're good to go oh uh the bobby max breaking that their offensive line run game coordinator has been was was let go from the team in mexico city like that those those instances happen where that's that's the old guard like the new guard you can Sure, there's like gamesmanship to it, there's strategy, there's things that they have to play tight to the vest, but just straight up lying and saying, uh, you know, we're going to stick with Kyler Murray, or we like what we've seen from Kyler Murray, and then just be like, we're not keeping Kyler Murray, we're not really going to do that. Like, that doesn't exist. Like, they're not, there's a a strategy to it, and then there's just being, you know, uh, kind of a, a crummy person behind the scenes trying to... Just gain any advantage. I mean, I feel like I, after asking that question, I'm like, do I have Stockholm syndrome for the
1: last regime? (laughs) It's It's like, how do you not trust, you just can't trust anybody? after this. Stockholm,
0: you would have been sitting there and been like, well, Cliff King, you just got to give Cliff a chance. You know, like there's too many injuries. Like that, and and Steve Keim was a product of just some poor, you know, bad luck drafting where we know. Well,
1: that's true, isn't it? Isn't that, isn't that what everybody thinks?
0: Get out. Isn't
1: that, isn't that what everybody thinks? I don't want to be here anyways. No, I mean, it's just it's just interesting to see the level-headed nature in a perfect storm of crap that they mm. walked into. It's like, yep, this is what we'll do. Yep, this is right. it. Business as usual. It's like having a good manager. You and I both worked in the restaurant field. Yeah. It's like when you have a manager that is running around, like they've had 48 shots of you know espresso, and they don't have any control over <laughs> anything. And you have somebody that walks in 10 minutes late, like, yep, all right, let's just get things right. going. It's just, there's well, a calm.
0: It's like what, what would Cliff Kingsbury always say? Like, we'll see, right? You've got to watch the tape. Yeah, uh, i got to watch the tape. He would talk about sometimes self-scouting for that most, but that's all stuff that Jonathan Gannon just has ingrained in him, right? And he, sometimes he'll say, we'll see, but you, you know, behind that, he he knows exactly what's happening. He, he said that probably a ton with Kyler Murray, but mm-hmm. they knew the plan and it was going to come down to Kyler Murray and getting checked out from his doctors and his trainers uh, and couldn't definitively say at any point and wasn't going to kind of uh, show show his hand. But, you know, I I just, Jonathan Gannon right now, I think you can take for the most part everything at, at face value. Like mm-hmm. he's prepared for this. Like Mike Florio used to try to knock him like, he, of course, he was working on his interviews. Like, no, Jonathan Gannon had all, all this stuff prepped for the time he was going to get an opportunity to become a head coach a long time ago. Yeah. Like, this is a guy that's prepared for almost anything you're going to throw at him. Where That wasn't the same uh, with the previous coaching staff in the previous front office. They just kind of, things would happen, they'd react. And if if that, in the NFL, usually when that's happening, you're way behind the eight yeah, ball. Yeah, that's right. Being reactionary,
1: screwed. absolutely. Yeah. Yep.
0: Yeah. Uh, let's kick, take a look at some of this chat. Uh, Bombs forever. Dobbs was bad in those games as well. Uh, I believe he said he's just a backup. And it's interesting when I talked to Baldy yesterday when he was just kind of breaking down the struggles of Joshua Dobbs. Like what he described was a backup quarterback, mm-hmm. like the quintessential backup quarterback. And he he kind of equated it to because he was just breaking down film because he's, he's a sicko and he's awesome at what he does, but he was just going deep diving Gardner Minshew with the Colts. And Gardner kind of had a similar thing, right? He came out, he looked awesome for the Colts in relief of of uh, Richardson, and then he had a come-to-earth game, a right. worse come-to-earth game than, than even Dobbs, he threw three picks. And yeah. that's, you know, I think it was the late, great John Clayton that says, a good good backup quarterback is going to win you three games, he's going to lose your three games. That's how the league is. Mm-hmm. Unless you've got that extra gear, which Kyler Murray has, uh, where you can make the adjustments or you can just uh have more talent than the guys on the field, um, you're kind of you're gonna get where you're gonna get. And that's what what we're having with with Joshua Dobbs.
1: Yeah. And if this was Colt McCoy and not Joshua Dobbs, they probably have the same record. They could be 0 and six.
0: yeah, I don't think they'd beat the Cowboys with the yeah. McCoy. I mean it's just like this is I don't think they're as competitive as they've been in
1: in the first half. yeah that's fair. I mean a lot of, a lot of Joshua Dobbs um you know production was made on the ground, especially that long you know angry run for the touchdown. Um, now with this, as you mentioned with Jonathan Gannon, like it just feels natural too. You know, it's just one of those things where it's like, yeah. yep, this is how it's supposed to happen. And like, as you talk about all these examples and and, and Joshua Dobbs and Kyle Murray coming back and, and the new regime and everything, it's like, this is how you talk about a stable organization that's going through a rebuild, mm-hmm. which is just foreign
0: right. to us. Right. I think as far as how he's, how he's, Monty's attacked this rebuild is exactly what you want. Now, the, with that being said, it, it does, you can't truly see what, what he looks like in the next step. Yeah. It gives you a lot of confidence, but- like, we don't know what Monty Osfort how he's going to approach having ample cap space. And we don't know how he's going to approach like having his draft picks in place. Like, can he do it again? Because it looks like last draft was a success, especially relative to the previous general mm-hmm. manager and uh, what it's already kind of produced in, in a sample size. But yeah, you, you, there are a lot of boxes you just can't check off just by this because of how messy it was. Yeah, and...
1: Just because the last regime was messy doesn't mean this one isn't doing a good job. Sure. And we're not comparing it to that mm-hmm. in a vacuum. What's happened so far with the new regime would have been good, even if the last regime won a Super Bowl and decided to quit. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's just it's it's different. And you're right. I mean, we have the crutch where it's like there's no expectations for this team, so everything's mm-hmm. going to look good. Yeah. You can give Jonathan Gannon all the excuses in the world for having second half collapses because their team is made up of practice squad players on defense right. all the time. Until you actually have that pressure when Kyler Murray comes back, Buda Baker comes back, James Conner comes back, Jalen Thompson's healthy, and they're able to actually put a squad out there that is at least C-plus from 1 to 53 on game day, mm. none of this is going to matter because there's going to be no expectations.
0: Right. If, it, if it's C-plus but you have an A at quarterback, I mean, that can be that can be a team that can be dangerous right yeah. it's, it's I, know, I know defensive coordinators don't want to have to prepare for those teams and sometimes they they can they can wreck a season they can certainly wreck a Sunday sure what uh, won't wreck tonight if you hit up burrito express for your choice as far as what you're eating for dinner we love burrito express especially their location in Tempe they take great care of the Sun Devil athletes over there great community service they support ASU athletics of course our guy Jalen Conyers involved with burrito express they do everything great as far as they just get it right with the burritos that's 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 all we ask of a place that sells burritos. Just get right with the burritos. And sometimes a lot of restaurants can't even do that. Burrito Express, they specialize in it. You can just go and be like, hey, you know what? I, I'm, I'm just going to keep it simple. And I'm going to get myself a bean and cheese burrito. And it's elite, what Burrito Express is doing right now. We thank them. Anytime that they drop food off, we love what they're doing. Elite on Twitter as well. Their owners out there just giving it and firing off, uh, just hotter than hot sports takes, <laughs> even more so than this guy here on set with me and Alex Clancy. But go grab yourself a burrito. Follow Burrito Express at Burrito Exp. And also, while you're doing it, why don't you buy yourself some Shady Rays online? Go to ShadyRays.com. Check out what's going on with this premium polarized sunglasses at not a premium price point. They love to give their sunglasses, sell them at a well under a hundred bucks. I was talking to the sales rep there in their Kierland Commons store up in North Scottsdale, and he's like. Yeah, they, they want to make an affordable sunglasses that is, you're not going to break the bank on, but they're going to be competitive and look just as great and be just as rock solid as the bigger name brands. And that's exactly what they have. Shady Rays also has an insane protection for all their eyewear. If you lose, you break them. They're going to replace them, no questions asked. So check them out. Kieran Combs up in North Scottsdale. You can go tell them the promo code PHNX like a crazy person. And just shout it out, and they'll be like, uh, okay, here's 50% off two or more pairs of your sunglasses. Or you can go online. ShadyRays.com check out their full product line all the sunglasses they have for you buy two or more pairs use that promo code PHNX and you'll find out why 250,000 people have rated five stars online ShadyRays.com promo code PHNX I love my Shady Rays love them I also love this t-shirt wearing it in a celebratory fashion the, uh, the Zen celebration of course check it out you can find it PHNXLocker.com Alex we gotta get you some PHNX gear man probably not ideal Uh, We gotta, we gotta uh, get your. We we gotta check. Is is the chat going crazy? Is it getting chippy in there, Damon? Yeah, it was getting a little chippy. Okay, it's
1: like a mosh pit in there. I think it's like a Rage Against the Machine mosh
0: pit. What are we doing? I think we're good. I think we're good. Girl, radio just popped up and people just started throwing hands. Lights out. (laughs) Oh man, so. Let's let's pop up this schedule real quick. We'll we'll kind of cap the the Kyler conversation, get into some Buddha Baker conversation before we get out of here. Um Brian 107 getting in the Hollywood he's he's big on Hollywood Brown. Hollywood Brown had a had a great tw- uh quote today. Um Alex where, you know, he was asked about Kyler Murray and you know, he basically said like they didn't bring him back just to be like your average quarterback. Like he said, he's not coming back to be average. He's coming back to prove a point and prove a point that he's a top quarterback. And like that got me kind of juiced, like hearing that quarterback been down this year, (laughs) this is a perfect time for Kyler Murray to come back and
1: be like, remember me, I won the Heisman. I won a rookie of the year. I've been a pro bowler twice. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I tore my ACL at probably the absolute worst time. Anybody could tear their ACL during a transition. I mean, there's never a good time, but now he's back. He's jacked. And he's just he's ready to show this adult NFL offense off in an elite level. And that could be massive for the Cardinals for the next until Drew Petsy gets a head coaching
0: job. Yeah. I see uh Hollywood Brown posting some fun things on social media. Great stuff there. Uh Alex Smith, Dun Cook, and LOL. Uh Donnie asking where the offensive line is at least top fifteen. Kyler is about to play at another level. That that is a big part of this, right? I mean, last last year it was patchwork. They tried to bring back some continuity. They Rodney Hudson wanted to retire. They wouldn't let him. Same thing went for Justin Pugh. He got married. He dropped like 30, 45 pounds, had to get back up to playing weight, and then unfortunately tore his ACL. Great yeah. story this season as he made his way back You know, from the couch. Right off know, the couch. Right off the couch. Great story there. But he felt like he even told us this. Like He felt like he was going to retire, and then Steve Kahn was like, hey, you want to come back and play football? Uh, so like you had your interior offensive line there, like outside of Will Hernandez, you had two guys that thought they were retiring. Uh, DJ Humphries had the back issue and then the right tackle position, you know, Calvin Beecham was fine. He played at each and every game, but like his impact, we're seeing what Paris Johnson can take that up a notch. Mm -hmm. But what we've seen from this offensive line is one of the more consistent groups we've seen probably since, you know, Jared Valdir and Mike Iupati were on this offensive line almost 10 years ago. Yeah. Remember
1: if the offensive line Doesn't protect Kyler Murray, it doesn't matter if they have Marvin Harrison Jr. or not. Right. I mean, that's, and there's some really, really blue chip offensive linemen that are going to go in the top five or seven. So if the Cardinals don't pick in the top two or three, it could be a lot worse with the amount. They need every, they have, they need talent at every single position Mm -hmm. aside from quarterback, every single position. Wide receiver is probably the last position they need talent infused, maybe safety.
0: Well, but I, th- I mean, I mean the, the the group we're talking about right now, the O
1: line. Yeah, like, yeah, I, yeah, I he's think fantastic. I mean, I think it, with him and Paris Johnson, then you've got a staple every week. You don't have to worry about breaking down like the left side of the offensive line as the last three or four mm-hmm. weeks with DJ Humphreys and Elijah Wilkerson.
0: Yeah, and, and Baldy was saying like he thinks Humphreys' struggles are, are a part of the struggles at left guard. Yeah, kind of having you know Wilkinson or whoever they put in there. Tristan Colon is played sparingly Dennis Daly got in there his first reps last week they did not look good sure Aaron Donald can make a lot of people look bad but um yeah I I agree with Arthur draft a left tackle in a wide receiver I don't don't, like I would like to see them invest one of those premium picks in the defensive side of the football because there's it's got less talent on it than the offensive Mm -hmm. side uh but left tackle man would not mind that after what I've seen so far, you know, from this, this offense under Drew Petsing, their offensive line coach has done a great job. Right. Uh, and, and then just like you say, bookend your tackles, Kyler Murray, that investment looks all the better when you don't have to think about it. You can just set it and forget it. If you got Joe Alt and you've got Paris Johnson or uh, it, it's pretty sexy now
1: this is unfair of me to ask, but I'm going to ask it anyways, because of who the defensive rookie of the year looks to be. Mm-hmm. If they drafted Jalen Carter at six and not Paris Johnson, do you think this team would be in a better position for the future with all the mm-hmm. money they have in the offseason? Because you're right. Defense is mm-hmm. the interior defensive line. If they went corner IDL in the first two picks, cool. Yeah. If they went corner edge, cool. If they went offensive line, corner, cool. If they want edge offensive line, cool. It doesn't matter, right? You pick any two positions and it's going to help this team because they need help everywhere. But do you think that the <laughs> offensive line is like – do you think that was the right tr- – like with Jalen Carter, if you were right. guaranteed that he would do this here, that that would have benefited this team more? Or do you think Paris Johnson but it was, was the right ne- choice? It was
0: never a question with right. Jalen, right? That's the biggest issue, right? And Paris Johnson has been everything that – as advertised sure. and more – and he's, he's and shown it even more on the field, uh, that you didn't have the luxury of doing it. And I'll qualify that, and I just have to do that, you know, for, for people who maybe didn't follow it. Like Jalen Cartier obviously was involved in a mm-hmm. tragic accident following Georgia's national championship right. win that cost people's lives. And, you know, what was alleged, you know, was not something that I think that the organization's point during their rebuild that they could do. But just, right. to, just the question as far as what he would bring just to the field of play and where one of their biggest issues has been, if he if you put a Jalen Carter in this rotation, like it immediately elevates what you've seen from from this defensive line that's replacement players, uh, basically up and down the depth chart. Yeah. It, it's a it's a tough and it, it's a tough conversation that it's I don't think is necessarily fair. Not not Yeah, that no, you asked I get it, you, you know saying. what I mean. But yeah. I just don't think uh I th- I think Jalen Carter like if you you still can't say like Jalen Carter how he produces on the field like that he's not the red flags like they just can't go away like at any point like I don't have any questions like Paris Johnson is going to get ready to play and not going to do anything stupid to take himself off the field
1: that big smile during rookie (laughs) mini camp was all I needed to see for him wanting to be here right and him wanting to play and guess what like A lot of times with top tier talent or top tier draft picks, you're like, oh, no, he's not ready. And then with stars, you you sometimes see it like, how did they get him at six? Kind of something like that. And that's not the case with him. Will Anderson, maybe at three because he's played out of his mind. But Paris Johnson Jr. has done everything and more that's expected of a right tackle in the NFL. And it's his first year. Yeah. So, I mean, there's not much more you can ask. So, I agree. I ask that as a hypothetical. I don't think Jalen Carter, regardless of off-the-field stuff, which obviously is very serious or not, mm-hmm. I still think the drafting offensive line was the right
0: way to go. Uh, No, there, there's no Hollywood Brown getting traded. Uh, Donnie, that, that ain't happening. Um, let's see, what else we got? Uh, Jessica's saying PJJ knows ball, absolutely yep. does. Uh, just for girls, I know Bo wants Brown, bro- Brock, brock Bowers. Bowers. Look, I don't. I I do like watching Brock Bowers play football. I think I ever since he was a true freshman for for Georgia and was making plays for them, uh, he's a, he's a big time player. But Cardinals a lot bigger needs than tight end. He's the forbidden fruit of this draft for for the Cardinals. Thanks a lot, Stevie, baby. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Uh, We have any super chats we need to get to here? No, we're good. Let's pop that schedule back up because we never finished the conversation Mm -hmm. about Kyler Murray and his potential return. So I think, you know, this week's ruled out. Baltimore is best case, but it'd be in a perfect world, right? And then you look at November 5th and it's just tough for me watching what Miles Garrett uh, did to the San Francisco 49ers offensive line last week. Uh, one of the biggest, scariest men on the planet. Yeah, he's big. Yeah, and, and Miles Garrett made him look like a turnstile at times. Um, Trent Williams. So, and, and then you're on the road in early November in Cleveland. I, I just don't think that those variables are conducive to bringing back a franchise quarterback for his first game.
1: I get it. I mean, but there's going to be no idea. Atlanta's defense is nothing to snuff at. Mm-hmm. Houston's defense is obviously much elevated with D'Amico Ryan's taking over. The Rams have Aaron Donald. The Steelers have a scary defense with TJ Watt. Like, and then the 49ers, like it doesn't get easier. Right. So I understand no your perfect point. time. Right. right. I understand your point. I would almost rather, if he's ready, mm-hmm. if he's ready, if he's a hundred percent, I'm ready to go. Like Jonathan Gannon said, he, you know, he practiced full go to practice full go today. Why not let him rip in Cleveland? like what does it matter if he's ready let the kid play like and i i just think like we're gonna see a lot about him we'll see a lot about the team and it's not like a case study like we're not doing experiments right but there's no perfect time to have a quarterback come back mid-season to a bad team coming Mm -hmm. off an acl tear so if they come back and he plays well against cleveland where they've had a lot of success Mm -hmm. the cliff kingsbury list arizona cardinals (laughs) a couple years ago um you know, one
0: there in, in convincing fashion. Was just, maybe we're fucking better. We're just effing better from J.J. Watt. Maybe. No, that was the... Game. I'm offended with that word, though. Oh, F- yeah. You know. Sorry. We, <laughs> I
1: mean,
0: it's an can, adult can, program. Can you, prepare,
1: can you prepare me for the for the guidelines of this podcast? No, I mean, but you're right. It's not Alex ideal. Alex doesn't
0: curse in his... I, I do not well, curse. Well, he's alone in his condo. I do not curse.
1: <laughs> I go to bashes sometimes, you know. <laughs> but, you know, with Cleveland, it's like, yeah. It's not ideal, but... You think that he doesn't want to play? So, like, he'll want to play. He'll be like, let's go. Right. And right. if Jonathan Gannon wants to pull, pull the restrictor plate off, mm-hmm. play him for a half. Like, there's no rules for that what you have to nine, do with it. That
0: him. would be nine practices. Um, I mean, I think I think he's, he's pushing to play by then. Will Joshua Dobbs, will his play, I mean, if he continues to go the direction he is and, and it's not trending in the right direction, like, does that maybe force your hand a little bit, which I think they're trying to take that out of, out of the conversation to force their hand to play him. Cause Joshua Dobbs is playing poorly. Like, yeah. If the, if the yeah. offense continues to struggle, yeah. you know, and, and it's, it's costing them football games like it has, you know, it did certainly last week. Mm-hmm. I think that they, they probably maybe, and this is not an organization that that's not willing to revisit things and have, you know, a different conversation and, and say, Hey, maybe, maybe we change it up a little bit, but I think, in the best, like if you look Baltimore, I know that's a, that's feels like it's forever away. Like we're going in the week seven and Baltimore, or I'm sorry, Atlanta, Atlanta is in week 10. Mm-hmm. I think Atlanta is probably like, if you want to see Kyler Murray hit the ground running off of, you know, being activated from pup and getting right into this offense and kind of looking like the Kyler Murray of old. I think that's your best case. Yeah.
1: It's probably, it's probably right. I mean, it's the sweet spot inside a not so sweet spot situation. Mm-hmm. I mean, but yeah, Cleveland, it's not ideal. And I don't know if you necessarily want to put somebody in that situation. But if Kyler Murray wants to play and he's cleared 100%, let the kid run. Yeah. Like, let, let the young man run. Yeah. Like, I just, I, I just, I'm, and I think it's also selfish because I've watched so much bad quarterback play this year, fantasy football everything <laughs> i want to see what kyler like this is a perfect year for kyler Murray to poke his head out and be like look at all of this regression mm-hmm. i'm coming off an acl tear and i'm a top five quarterback in the league yeah like i want to see that this year because we've all seen it he was a court i mean he was he was a you know an mvp front runner in 2021
0: yeah. through seven weeks. You know and
1: this isn't an uncle rico situation at that point like yeah.
0: through seven weeks yeah. he was putting up Mad
1: numbers The only game Bo and I watched Together Oh man Was the Green Bay game When um, AJ Green You know Colin Murray Threw the ball He tried to catch it With his back (laughs) And then that That's You know Sparked Rasul Douglas career And then that was basically the end. That, I mean, was, that, the end. that, that was the beginning of the end. That was the Detroit the Detroit season when they go on the road to Detroit. Jared Goff, Dan Campbell in the beginning, yeah. and they just get swept. That's the difference between this team and that team. Don't look at win-loss. Look mm-hmm. at what they're prepared for every week, how yeah. they react to adversity, and it's not their fault that they don't have NFL average talent at yeah. best right now.
0: Uh Seattle certainly off the table. I mentioned, you know, JG gave a big vote of confidence to Joshua Dobbs. We'll play the one clip of Joshua Dobbs um, because there's been a, a lot of questions as far as how do you get Kyler Murray prepared while getting Joshua Dobbs, who's in the quarterback, starting quarterback role, uh, ready for that week's game. And Joshua Dobbs answered that today.
2: Yeah, it doesn't change my approach at all. It was great having K1 out there, you know, seeing him running around and everything, slinging it. Um, But it doesn't change my approach at all. You know, we're still preparing for Seattle. And, um, yeah, I have my same approach each and every week, you know. Um, I've seen it, you know, I've seen as 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 we know and we've talked about, you know, I've seen every side of this quarterback thing. So, you know, my approach never changes no matter what. I come in, work hard, prepare, get ready. Well, I'm starting, of course, prepare that I am the starter. And then if I'm not the starter, preparing as if I'm the starter. So my approach doesn't change, man. Um, It was great to have him back out there. And, uh, again, we're excited to prepare for our next opportunity. Yeah, you know, the coaches have a plan for that, and we'll communicate that. But there's no concern from my end. You know, when my reps are there, I go out take full advantage of them. Um, And then when he's getting his reps, you know, I'm still back there getting my middle reps. So it's not like you're checked out if you're not in. So, no, there's no concern at all. You know, they'll have a plan, and um, that's their job to figure out their plan. My job is, you know, when they tell nine to go in and execute play at a high level, I go in and do that.
0: And Kyler Murray, for for those who just joined us, I mean, he was out there on the practice field. And Damon, if we could pull up, you know, some of the footage from him throwing here, and uh, but th- this is the the only time he kind of spent on the field with you know Dobbs and Clayton Toon, who are the starter and the backup quarterback. Otherwise, he was on the other end of the field with Jeff Driscoll, your practice squad quarterback, uh, throwing to the practice squad players. It's Elijah Higgins, who's kind of. A, He's on the active roster, but he's mostly getting reps with the practice squad guys. So he's throwing like a Caden Davis and he's throwing to uh, other players that aren't involved in the game plan. Man, it's so nice to see Kyle Morris slinging a little bit, just gets so much a little bit more zip on his football. Um, But he's on this side. He's not even kind of involved like with the starting wide receivers right now. So he's starting off slow. And you know JG kind of outline what they do in practice, where they get the ones versus the twos, offenses and defenses, traditional like traditional teams do, and then they kind of pit you know from from the um, the scout team to you know the second stringers and practice squad, like everybody's getting involved. Everybody there's enough reps in J- Jonathan Gannon's opinion to get everybody up to speed and keep everybody locked in in case their numbers called on any given week. Yeah.
1: I mean, this is just going to unlock a portion of this offense. Like, that's all I can think about. It's like, Trey McBride, Mm -hmm. I think, is going to be one of the biggest... Stock on the rise with this? Well, I mean, he's the most talented tight end they have. Mm -hmm. You know, and he's going to get the reps. And, yeah, I mean, just seeing Kyler Murray throw the ball, you know, this is something I don't fanboy very often. You don't fan... Like, you know, we're pretty level-headed when it comes to, like, you know, you want good things to happen for the team, obviously, because it's more fun to talk about positive things as opposed to negative. But, like... Mm -hmm. I think everybody can just get behind how exciting the return of Kyler Murray is going to be and seeing him on the field. I will fanboy the hell out <laughs> of that, you know, because I'm, I've been a Kyler Murray guy. I've been on the aisle of Kyler Murray. He wins the spike of Cliff Kingsbury and Steve Condon, mm-hmm. not because of, and now we're going to get to see him completely unleashed with a new coaching staff, and new offense. But yeah, I mean, everything he says, right. It's just, there's going to be reps. They seem to have a timeline. We don't know what that is. And that's okay.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you know what else is okay? Getting the old Spaghetti Shack for dinner. We love Spaghetti Shack. It's better than okay. It's ASU alum owned and operated. They serve a menu starting, of course, with spaghetti, meatballs, garlic bread. Those are the staples. What else could you ask for? Spaghetti Shack. It's on a mission to provide quality, affordable food quickly as possible, so you spend less time cooking and spend more time with your loved ones. We just love. You know, they they nail it. Like if you're gonna have the Spaghetti Shack, you gotta get spaghetti right and they absolutely crush it so delicious community focused it's a go to to go concept uh serving Tempe in queen creek enjoy all the delicious spaghetti meatballs and more at their arizona locations they dropped some off earlier this week legit love the spaghetti there unreal nice little lunch that we all got uh, treated to here at phnx sports also speech, speaking of phnx become a diehard today Join, get full access to gophnx.com. Read all the great work from Howard Balzer. I mean, 90% of it is wide open and free for you, but the other 10% you're not going to want to miss out on from all of our beat writers, from Howard to Gerald Bourget with the upcoming Sun season, Craig Morgan already cranking out great work for the Coyote season, and what Jesse Freeman's doing for the phnx d don't miss out on any action at gophnx.com become a diehard get your free hat or shirt just by becoming a member and get access to the member discord like alex is on the set right now he's not a diehard he doesn't get access to the discord he's missing out you don't have to miss out any longer gophnx.com go to the phnxlocker.com get yourself one of these great shirts as well. Uh, it's been fun. We haven't talked too much about Buddha Baker. I feel bad because of what Buddha brings to this organization day in and day out. What he brought to this organization when it was in such dire need of it last season, mm-hmm. Alex, when things were going south and he was just that steady guy who continued to show up, play at a high level, and just give his heart and soul to this team. Went through, obviously, kind of embattled this this offseason, but right back on track. They flowed him a couple extra dollars. They lock him in for 2024. They pick up that team option. Uh, Buda Baker, it really feels like he's coming back. Different scenario than Kyler. Like he's going to be in the lineup come Sunday.
1: Yeah, this is another very exciting. <laughs> it's another very exciting thing for the Cardinal. Like th- going back to what Monty Osefort has and Jonathan Gannon, we talked about earlier in the show about them doing everything they said they're gonna do. Yeah. Buda Baker requested a trade. Ian Rappaport, Adam Schefter. Oh no, here we go again. He's gonna go for a fourth round pick or a late pick swap, and the Cardinals are gonna lose one of their guys. Monty Azafort, very level-headed. We're in talks with Buda Baker. We're in constant talks with Buda Baker. We're in constant talks. They give him the guaranteed money this year. They give him the elevators and incentives next year. Mm. Not a whole lot off the cap, and it makes everybody happy. Very simple little things to make your best players happy to get through the gruel of a a season that's going to be bad in the win-loss perspective, and now he's going to come back. He's motivated. He's paid. He's ready to go, and Buda Baker on the field makes this team inherently better by, you know, uh, you can't even gauge how important he is to this team on the, you know, when he's actually on the field, even if he has quote unquote regressed numbers wise, the amount of holes he's had to fill on this defense over the last couple seasons mm-hmm. due to, you know, cornerbacks or linebackers or whatever, not doing their jobs or the talent level, not being right. there. That's what he's done. He's been the Swiss army knife, that right. they needed and having him backs, just a massive uptick for
0: this team. We're having guys like Ben Neiman out there who, don't have the speed to catch up with wide receivers or with running backs with the ball in their hand and having Buda Baker having to fly across the field and just make up for, you know, the lack of athleticism and speed and stuff like that. But also just knowing where to be practicing, how he plays. I mean, who, who were we talking to? Uh, on, on the old podcast that said his his practices are legendary. And it's just it's just the same as, as the game. And you put that back in the lineup, and it's it's a boost. Now, you know, you're going to need better from your corners, especially mm-hmm. with the matchup coming up. But Buda Baker being behind him, it gives you, you know, that safety net that I don't think has been there. And then some. I mean, he's more than a safety net. He, he adds to this defense, and you add the, that caliber over player right off, off being off the IR. Uh, it, it's going to give Nick Rollis uh, what – You know, we wanted to see beyond week one, but we're robbed of it with a hamstring injury. We'll see no Jamin Thompson again today, still dealing with a hamstring injury of his own. But he continues to kind of trend in the right direction. Is it going to be good enough to where he can get back on the play on the playing field with his safety? uh, Buda Baker, we'll see Uh, something to follow along with the rest of the week here on PHNX Cardinals. I'll be back out there at practice tomorrow. I'll be Kyler Murray's second practice uh, we'll give you all the sights and sounds from that press the press conference. We'll see if we hear from either one of Kyler Murray or Budabaker, or neither one of them talk today. But it'll be exciting to finally hear from those guys. Uh, real quick before we get out of here, Fire Gut driving the bus, great screen name. Bo, what if JD another performance? Joshua Dobbs this Sunday, more turnovers, missed chances. You think JG sticks with him? I think it's Dobbs until Kyler comes back. I really just like if they were going to really heavily consider playing Clayton, they would have done it by now. Mm. Like. They, they probably don't, you know, after the miserable practices, joint practices in Minnesota, they say, well, maybe we'll just ride this out and see what, what Katoon can do. But I think they, they like the skill set, but the reality is fifth round pick played at Houston. He wasn't playing power five conference football. There's, that's just a big jump that they're not really willing. They're... They're actually they're not naive to it like some of these other organizations, like, oh, we can we can really get away with this and right. it's bitten them in the ass. Right. If Kyler Murray was out for the
1: year, we could have that conversation. You know, because yeah. it's like at this point, if Kyler Murray's not starting, the Cardinals aren't gonna win games. More more chance than not, especially with the teams they're playing for the next handful of weeks. Yeah. So there's a, going back to what we were talking about before, like. There's no rush, real rush to bring Kyler Murray back. Mm-hmm. You know, there's not like, well, if he doesn't come back by this, they can miss the playoffs. Or this, if this doesn't happen, then this. There's no if p then q with this for him this year. Mm-hmm. So if Joshua Dobbs stinks, they lose games. Their draft capital gets better, but you do know that Joshua Dobbs is competent. He's obviously a very smart person. Mm-hmm. He has a he has a handle on this offense. Not having James Conner is the biggest bugaboo here, which is just a ripple effect for for Joshua Dobbs' performance. I don't think that if he unless he turns into Nathan Peterman on Sunday and he goes 3 for 10 for 12 yards and don't five put interceptions that evil on him. right well you yeah. won't i mean it, it, it's just not going to happen i don't see uh you know a stutter step to another quarterback before kyler Murray. It just yeah. makes sense
0: uh jose asking for some bj ojalari updates and i you know i think the move with amaje sanders even more emphasizes that they want to continue with the youth movement and they're well we saw an uptick in snaps for bj on Sunday against the Rams, and that will probably continue the trend in the right direction. Now we're hoping to see more impact plays made by the second runner out of LSU. Thank you, Jessica. Thank you for everybody that tuned in. Chase, is there a show tomorrow? We will have the audio only tomorrow. We'll still have content coming out from practice. Make sure you're following along on Twitter at phnx underscore Cardinals, and of course on P- on Instagram as well. We'll have a, a couple things hitting on the YouTube channel, but no live show. Like we had today, Thursday's kind of our day off since we're doing uh, Sunday game days. Uh, we, we like, we've got content on the site every day, but. Uh, tomorrow, no live show. Big thank you to Alex Clancy, of course, at Clancy's Corner on Twitter. You can listen, you can watch Locked on Cardinals, wherever you find podcasts, of course, on YouTube. But make sure you're subscribed to PHNX PHX Sports here on YouTube. Make sure you got those notifications dialed in. Johnny returns tomorrow. Make sure you're following him at Johnny Venerable. I'm Bo Brock. For producer Damon Dog, have a great rest of your Wednesday. We'll talk to you soon here on PHNX Cardinals.